everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Fashion Grunge Pod. I'm Lauren. Hi, I'm Charles. You're really excited today. This is kind of an exciting movie. Uh, uh, I'm just excited about a car that can go from 0 to 16 3.5. Like that just that just just the engine power alone. That does kind of make me hot bothered. I do have to say a car that can go that fast. It's probably like a Porsche or something. (laughs) So that is pretty cool. But we're finally talking Crash. Not that one. The good one from 1996. Directed by David Cronenberg. Not the one that stole Best Picture from Brokeback Mountain. Stole. (laughs) That movie was trash and everyone knows it. The one from 2004 or whatever the hell year it was. I feel like whenever people talk about like the uh, other crashes, like somehow vaguely connected with some of the philosophy of this movie. And it's just, yeah. Like they're just saying, like I I thought during the um, like um, Oscars, like they're saying, haven't you ever just felt so alone in the world that sometimes the only thing you can do is just crash your car into the person in front of you. And I was like, what? What? Wasn't, wasn't that crash about racism? Like, Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, like, that's not what that was. <laughs> like, yeah. at all. This is completely different. And thank the Lord that it is. Because, no, the other crash was like, oh, no. It, I don't like those ensemble movies either, where mm-hmm. there's, like, vignettes of, like, 80 people. Like yeah, every it, famous person is in it. It's like this is too much. It's like if you don't, if you're not Quentin Tarantino and you don't know what you're doing, then just don't try. Like speaking I mean, of Quentin Tarantino, I have some exciting scuttlebutt out of Hollywood. Mm. Um, please don't pay any attention to these people's real lives. I don't care. I'm just talking actor wise. Apparently, Brad Pitt is supposedly signed on to do the last uh, Tarantino movie. Blah 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 supposed to be coming out whenever guess who is interested in a role and they're kind of circling negotiations who tom cruise Whoa. i might lose my mind because if we can get drama tom cruise back then we're back yeah like if would... he can not do some bullshit ass stunts in this movie we know <laughs> quentin can do it for like death proof reasons we know he can pull off stunts but like if we can get some like true acting out of both of them i.e interview with a vampire then we're fucking back when it comes to really tarantino cool. <laughs> yeah be so really really cool i'm actually excited because i don't think he's worked with tarantino before either mm-hmm. um cruise yeah, so I don't think so either yeah i'd be interested to see like how that would all look and work so i i'm i'm hoping that that ends up becoming true and that brad pitt doesn't like drop out or you know because he's in it but i hope that they work together and that'd be cool yeah that'd be super cool Cool. Um, there's also another still that i saw out of paul thomas anderson's new film with leo and that looked pretty cool like the way leo looked was pretty cool um in it i don't know if he's ever worked with him has Leo ever worked with Paul Thomas Anderson? I don't know if he has. I don't, I don't know um, if he has either. Yeah, I can't think. So that that's kind of cool too. I saw a trailer for a new. Um, I think it's like just like an Ethan. It's like one of the Coen Brothers movies, but they aren't doing it as a team. It's like just one of them who's, who's directing. Yeah. But it's like some movie about like a lesbian drama and like a CIA and like a rental car and like cross country. <laughs> and I'm like really excited. Yeah. <laughs> so. It looks good. Pedro Pascal's in it. Yeah. Yeah. I think we saw the trailer like some months ago. Yeah. At one of the movies. Yeah. It looks really good. I think it's like Matt Damon's in it. It's like a whole bunch of people in it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, that does look really cool. Remember that movie a few years ago called like Battle at the Royale or something? And it had like yeah. Chris Hemsworth. Wasn't that a Cohen thing? Like I one of the Cohens? I don't I never saw I the don't movie. Remember, they 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 do do some weird like stuff that's just like wait they did that too um yeah like they like, do a lot of weird like shit they, like they did that movie burn after reading um just oh like, yeah it's like that's with right. like brad it's like with brad pitt and francis mcdormand they both work work as like um as like uh as, as like uh as, as like tr- trainers at at a gym and they like <laughs> come yeah. they like come across like cia documents but they aren't like important CIA, CIA documents or just like CIA documents and they try to blackmail like money out of like John Malkovich and he's just like who is this <laughs> oh it's so good I, I, I can't wait for that one that one sounds cool I do want to yeah. see burn after reading I've seen I think a scene from it I think it's oh, that okay. one of Brad Pitt like drinking that smoothie on a treadmill or like a Stairmaster <laughs> yeah. or something and yeah. I was like oh it's one of those like silly brad pitt movies because I, I like the ones where he's like kind of silly yeah um, bad times at the el royale is done by drew goddard not a cohen so just before oh, everyone okay. says that's not a cohen movie it's not a cohen <laughs> movie um so yeah what are okay i just mentioned that this is directed by david cronenberg this is my first cronenberg adventure so i'm very excited that this has been on my list for quite a while and i'm really great grateful to like talk about it during february which is our like inopportune, like erotic thriller kind of month. This is uh, released March 21st, 1997, but there's another date from October of 96. So it okay. says it came out in 96. This is NC-17. I believe the first movie that we've ever talked about that's actually rated, I think, NC-17. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I so. believe, believe so too. And I remember seeing the trailer for it when it was first released and, um, I saw it was NC-17. I was only like 13. I just felt so naughty. Um, <laughs> or when you used to see those trailers where it had like the red screen. Mm-hmm. That was like, this trailer's for restricted audiences only. Yeah. I was like, damn, even the trailer is like, there, you can't watch this. There like weren't really that many that I can remember. Like, I mean, I, th- I, th- I think maybe Showgirls was at some point. Um, oh, was it NC-17? I think it was. And then... Um, I've heard that there's also this Ang Lee movie called Lust Caution that was released like within the last like 15 years. That's supposed to be like a oh. um, spy movie that takes place in China. Um, oh. which, I'm, which I'm kind of curious about, but yeah. Do they actually use it now? Like, do they actually really use NC-17 now? Because now they just have like unrated where it's basically kind of sort of means like no rating. Yeah, I'm 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 not sure. It might just be kind of a nineties thing. Um Yeah, I wonder. I'm looking now on Wikipedia, like Oh, okay, the last movie that was rated NC seventeen was that movie Blonde that was on Netflix. That one about oh, Marilyn Monroe. It says okay. the first NC seventeen rated film to be released on Netflix. Okay. So that's the last one. The only other ones that are kind of familiar people may know are Blue is the warmest color. That oh, one came out in 2013. That one's NC-17. Most of them are for... The thing that's interesting is that it's always for sexual reasons and never violent reasons. Yeah. Which I find really interesting. That I think there's one called El Inferno from 20. 20- 
10, which is a Mexican film. That one is rated that for graphic violence and explicit sexual content. But I'm curious if anything has ever just been the violence. It's always just sexuality. That's basically, I guess, what they use. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's um, wild. I, I, I wouldn't be, be surprised if like one of those like Italian directors from like the 60s and 70s had like an NC-17 movie. You know, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, Let's like, Ar- you know, like Argento or, you know, someone like him. Let's um, see. There's Bad Lieutenant. Who did that one? That one's 92. There were a ton in the 80s, it seems. Some of them were X. Remember X? I don't well, think they use anymore. Yeah, because they just they just replaced NC, NC, X with NC-17, I mm-hmm. believe, didn't, didn't, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Last Tango in Paris, that one with, uh, that's Bertolucci, that one with Marlon Brando, that one's NC-17. I think that was initially rated X, but then it says, but it was re-rated after the rating symbol was adopted in 1990. So things were, oh, even Beyond the Valley of the Dolls was NC-17 in 1990, but it was X originally. So yeah, it's interesting. Cool. So yeah, what is your uh? Well, this is both of our first time watching it, and thankfully it's on archive.org, but it's basically impossible to rent anywhere, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of wild. But I wanted to watch this forever, so I'm really glad. But what is your like overall thought of this movie in general? Um, I'm glad that I'm just normal and boring and don't know how to drive. <laughs> so, <laughs> like... Yeah, it is kind of weird. <laughs> um. It's uh, it's like it's it's very it's 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 a very compelling story. It really does like pull pull you in, mm-hmm. and um, you know, like of course, sex and car crashes. Like, wh- why could, didn't anyone think to link them up before? <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, it kind of makes sense. It, I was like, well, halfway watching it, I was like, am I sick? Because yeah. I get this, <laughs> like, uh. Not in the fact of, like, I'm not aroused by, like, the idea of a car accident in any way, but, like, I understand, like, the emotion that is conveyed with it because it's such a, it's such a, like, close, I don't know, well, this is, I'll let you finish, yeah, that was later um, on. Yeah, it. um, this is also the first movie in a long time I've seen with, like, James Spader as the lead, and mm-hmm. I remember that scene in the, in the Buffy pilot when, like, Cordelia is, like, is like quizzing you know Buffy about her coolness factor, and mm-hmm. she's just like James Spader, and Buffy's like he needs to call me. I was like, and at, at the time, and at the time I was like, really? He needs to call you? He's James Spader. <laughs> um, like, um, ha- having seen the, this movie, I'm sort of on Buffy's side now, and I really do think that James Spader should call me. <laughs> and and especially because that was probably filmed in 97 and this came out in 96 so we're assuming that Buffy saw a crash like everybody else and that's why he needs to call her one of my notes about him was like James Spader was so that guy he you know who he would have made a perfect 50 shades dude because he was in secretary yeah he is like that dude like he is one of those like unassuming guys that you would expect to be like crazy vanilla but he's like not at all Mm -hmm. he's very much like a like a republican congressman (laughs) like (laughs) he very much gives off like conservative vibe when you look at him like he's very you know whatever but then it's like it's wild and crazy I like that um the that like his uh story with um Elias Codius's character that 
he was as an actor he was willing to go there when the yeah. story made sense because a lot of times in these erotic thrillers when it kind of makes sense for like two male characters to like hook up they just don't i.e my michael douglas and basic instinct but um i like that he was like that the story and as an actor it was willing to go there um i think you i and i think he i think he understood i'm glad that both of them understood and realized like this is far this whole fixation and this whole it's it's beyond a kink it's like a an obsessive compulsive behavior yeah. that these people are going through like it it's beyond like what do you call like quote unquote like normal sexuality like this is a this is really not about the gender of the person like this is about the act this is about like the place that it's happening this is about the feeling that you're feeling in this place Mm -hmm. it's a very like specific uh like group of people these are like this whole group that ends up being together yeah i think this would be a fun group to go paint to go paint balling with you know like (laughs) it feels um, like a a movie that would and also it kind of feels like these people would be really interesting in like a purge scenario yeah (laughs) like what like what would they do if they could do anything for a full night would they just be like crashing their cars into people how many of these people are on the road now (laughs) like (laughs) who could just crash into your car or what if you met one of these kinds of people? Like, do these people exist? I think this author may or may not have put, I mean, his name is J.G. Ballard. It's based on a book. And that's actually the lead character's name. So yeah. I'm like, is this you? Is this, <laughs> like, this uh, does raise some questions. <laughs> like, yeah, like, is this you? Like, how's your car insurance after this? Uh, after this? <laughs> I, I went through such a practical uh, set of emotions when I was watching, like, towards the end. I was like, how much are these people's insurance premiums? No one calls the police. Like, is anyone getting in trouble? But I guess if it's consensual, like, no, no, no. I consensually ran her off the road. Like, it's cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not, like, gonna go to jail for, like, causing bodily harm, but, like, would they? Or would they be like, oh, okay, this is what you chose to do, even though you could I have mean, killed her? it might have been consensual, but it's still, you know, it's still assault. Like, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, right? I, I, I could, I could t- totally see a prosecutor being like, I don't care, you know? <laughs> like, I'm, Yeah, I'm, like, this I'm, is assault I'm, with a deadly weapon. Yeah. It's a car. Yeah, it's a yeah. car. So, that's true. That is totally true. Um, yeah, did you have any other, like, first impression? So you liked it overall. I, um, yes, yes. It, yes. um, it was just, it was so weird, and I, like, didn't really know what was going on, and, um, but it's also, like, a story you've never really seen before, so mm-hmm. I, I was like, okay, I, I just, I don't know what's going to happen, and I, these people are, like, fucked, but I, I am, I am all in, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah that's how i felt too at first i was like oh okay we're we're there like this is this is i'm surprised this doesn't have like subtitles of another country like another language because this felt like very non-north american i know cronenberg is canadian so i was gonna say Mm -hmm. american but north american like this is very typical something that you would see in like eastern europe at least in some films that i've seen so i was kind of pleasantly surprised that like a western director took this on because i feel like we could definitely get a film like this in parts of europe or asia Mm -hmm. Uh, i feel like these are subject matters that like they probably wouldn't stray away from but i just i didn't find out too i just did a little bit of behind the scenes research not like a ton because i wanted to read some funny letterbox reviews but 
I wondered how this even like was able to be funded because like yeah. I just can't even imagine like even showing them like the novel being like okay this is the book uh okay go home read it I want to do a movie and they're like what <laughs> like how the fuck are we gonna do this this is 1996 this isn't now this is like where movies were in movie theaters and is it gonna be straight to video like not really so and they got a lot of really big actors one of my notes was that these actors everyone is really committing like (laughs) there's which is i think a real testament to this director because he's shown I mean, by 96, he was already very well known. So I mm-hmm. feel like he was like an auteur that you would trust. If, yeah. you, if you want to do this weird ass movie, I think Holly Hunter even said that she was like campaigning to work with him and in any way for so long. So she was like, yes, of course. Like if it's weird, but the fact that it's weird and the fact that it looks really cool, like it makes sense. Mm-hmm. This also feels like a diehard extension. Like (laughs) in a weird way, I was like, this feels very like 80s dystopian and almost like the world that you see when you look outside the Die Hard Tower. Yeah. The whatever the name of that that company is. I'm sure you know the name. It's 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 Nakatomi Towers. (laughs) Nakatomi, yeah. Those are T. Um yes, it, it feels like we're looking out like I feel like um john mcclain just like saved everyone is looking out uh, among the landscape of the city and then we're like transported to this part of the city (laughs) like these are what these people are doing but it's in the same world like i feel like it had that really cool like cinematography like kind of look to it so i thoroughly enjoyed it and i mentioned before that halfway through i wondered am i sick for enjoying this um i am an avid enthusiast of driving so this also made me um (laughs) really think about i've been in three accidents and it made me think about like car accidents and like how i felt after them and it's crazy that it's a sensory memory that i can immediately go back to like i remember exactly what happened mm-hmm. and i remember like how i felt um my question for you is have you ever been in a car accident yes N- nothing like too serious um like um just like minor clips he- he- here and there oh okay um, like fender benders nothing yeah yeah like really insane just you know like um not the sort of thing you know um that you know like you had to call the police for it was kind of like oh, oh. You tapped, I, I think you tapped my car and you know i believe it was like sorry <laughs> so, oh okay okay um i um i i um for, i made a strange link with this movie because i do enjoy airplane turbulence oh um you do i do um and um i um i i start i i was wondering if those two were linked (laughs) if the um if the um enjoyment of car crashes and um airplane turbulence was uh you know somehow um related yeah (laughs) i wonder if there's like crash too just people like getting it on as soon as the plane's like going down (laughs) the plane's like about to go down um i don't i mean the thing is i've been in turbulence and i the way that i would describe airplane turbulence at least for like my feeling would be how it feels to go on a roller coaster and probably it's because you're dropping altitude you're Mm -hmm. probably like dropping and then going up and down so that kind of was what it feels like to me in my stomach the difference with uh, a cra- a car crash. Now I haven't had like very serious ones, but the first one I vividly remember being in is me and my mom were driving. I think I was going to school or something. I was maybe like 
12 or 13 and we were driving up the street and then somebody came and was making a left turn in front of us but there was a light there so they ran that light Mm -hmm. and as we were going we clipped them but her car flipped oh so i remember seeing like the underside of her car and then her landing on the other side upside down and thinking oh my god we just killed this woman we didn't thankfully she she went to the hospital and then we when we went to the hospital to get checked out we heard that she left like physically mm-hmm. left so we're like oh okay well she didn't die but i think there was something shady going on either it was like wasn't her car or like i don't know maybe she could have been drunk like who really knows but yeah but i remember like seeing the underside of the car and be like holy shit now i don't remember feeling crazy in that i don't remember feeling a certain kind of i remember feeling like kind of shocked but yeah. then i was like okay whatever so the second crash i had was like another clip but i wasn't it it, it like made a pretty big impact but it wasn't like that big the last one that I was in was just about, it was like right after I moved back to DC, it was probably like 2015 and mm-hmm. I was driving not too far here. I was driving not too far. I was in Tacoma and I was at a stop sign on Butternut. I won't say the other cross street, but like I was on this, I would made the stop and then I'm going out in the intersection and there's a four way stop. So the, all the other cars are supposed to stop. So then I'm crossing going forward and I see out of my left that there's a car coming. Mm-hmm. And I can see that he is not stopping. And it's crazy how your instincts within like, must be nanoseconds, if you could actually rate it, that I saw the headlight and I can see this now. I saw the headlight and I could see that there was going to be impact and I could, it was a T-bone. So I knew he was going to like directly hit right into my door. Mm-hmm. And I, at the minute I was thinking like, oh my gosh, I hope I've cleared the gas tank. Cause if yeah. he goes and hits that gas tank, I don't, I don't know what could happen. Like it could just explode. So then he did hit me like full on like T-bone. He was probably going like 30 miles an hour, but I was going so slow. It knocked me into the, out of the other intersection. I was okay, but I couldn't open my door. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember the sensation like all over my body. Like it was like a, it's so hard to describe, but, but as I was texting you, like it's similar to like an arousal sensation, but even more, cause it's like throughout your entire body. Yeah. You feel huh. like you're like, holy shit. And you're kind of frozen. Like, wait, what do I do? Like, can I move? Can I move my leg? Um, so, is anything broken? You know? So your first instinct was not to expose your breast. <laughs> no. <laughs> he was really cute though. <laughs> He was like from Texas or somewhere. He came over and then there was like a cab driver who was like, I'm going to tell them that he was in the right. I was like, fuck you. I was like so bad. I'm in the car. I can't get out. I was on the way to Mike's and I was like, Mike, I'm going to be late. I fucking got in an accident. He was like, what? Oh my God. Yeah. No, my first instinct was not to do that. Although I was in like a busy intersection and this was not a movie, but I may be under different circumstances if it wasn't like 3.30 in the afternoon. Like... <laughs> maybe i don't know that wasn't my first instinct but for some reason watching the film i was like i can see like this is not that far-fetched it's it's yeah. a sick kind of quote-unquote kink i think because i and this i think came into like the controversy of the film was that this is kind of like a body horror thing where yes. it really explores well, that whole thing well i think that body horror is a common theme for cronenberg movies um like, you know, he also did, like, you know, the uh, remake of The Fly with Jeff Goldblum yeah. and Gina Davis. And um, he did, like, Videodrome, which which is, there's, like, this weird scene where James, like, young, hot James Woods before he went Republican and crazy. But, um, 
like where he's just like scratching up at, at like a hole in his stomach and just keeps getting bigger <sighs> and he's just like kind of glaring at like what's going on down there um oh, but yeah Lord. this this is not like a um this is just sort of a theme that appears again and again in Cronenberg movies oh um, see this is now i, I want to watch another one of his films anyway because i know he has such a uh like distinct eye and like fan base and yeah i, I saw infinity pool which is that his son brandon or is that I, his brother oh i'm not sure i know infinity pool was done by let me see brandon cronenberg i think i maybe they're not even related i just thought that was such a let me see and screenwriter Oh, he is the son, son oh, okay. of David. Yeah, he did uh, Infinity Pool. He also did uh, Broken Tulips, and another one that is called Possessor. Interesting. So I Infinity Pool I saw because I just wanted to see Alexander Skarsgård in a leash, and that did not disappoint. So kudos I mean, for that. I, I, I mean, it practically markets itself. It does. I needed no more information. The movie was actually kind of cool. Like the weird dystopian sci-fi of the whole thing. I mean, it had some weak points, but, but it was a cool concept. Like very much like this. It was pretty cool. So I liked that. Um, Let's see. So I basically, the only things that really stuck out to me is this also reminds me of like a really famous helmet Newton fashion editorial where I think it's Nadia Auerman in, in a 95 issue of Vogue has one of those leg braces on that has the pins mm, that and- James Spader has on in the very beginning. Yeah. And that was 95. So that's just like a year before, but it's a famous photo with like the cane. I'll, I'll post it so people can see what I'm talking about. And there's an, a few fashion editorials that have like these prosthetics or like the kind of like metal, like bionic looking uh, parts that are like, you know, used for like, I don't know what that cast is called, that leg with the pins. Like Oh yes, I know what you're talking about. I don't know either. Um it it looks it looks like so painful, but also looks like super cool. <laughs> so, yeah, it does. It looks um, like you have like a superhero, like your leg is almost like the leg in uh Planet Terror. <laughs> yeah. Like it looks like it's a weapon. <laughs> like it's a weapon too. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy. We have to do Planet Terror too. Yeah, it's um, fun. I like it. Yeah. So that, that I thought was like really crazy. Also, this reminds me too of, this is almost in one of those categories of like weird sci-fi, like dystopian, but also not like the way that it's shot. It could be any time period. Mm. And it kind of looks like, a, it almost reminds me of Gattaca. Oh, okay. um, in like a weird way. Like it could exist in that universe. Just the way that the styling is, the way the cinematography is, the way that it's shot in like a, really futuristic kind of way even when you get to like his or like their house it Mm. looks very like 80s but like 80s like modern kind of in a weird sci-fi kind of way like a blade runner kind of way like futuristic but also 80s they could probably remake this this movie and set it in just about any time period you know like um oh yeah Maybe not like the 1840s, but like, um... I was like Amadeus times. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make it then. <laughs> Let's make it then. Um, um, and this also reminds me of the new information that we have, which is the neural link, which is like the brain chip that Elon Musk is now apparently implanted into a human. Uh-huh. So I was like, this feels like another 
like because this originally Vaughn's comment about why he's into crashes and into car crashes is like rebuilding the human body through technology. This is like his kind of cover as to why yeah. he's into it. His real reasons because he's like obviously really aroused by all this, but his main cover is like I just I'm interested in like how they like rehab the body through technology, and that's what made me think of like Neuralink. Is like yeah. if you somehow had brain damage in a car accident. Uh, granted, that's probably a a good use for this chip. I don't know that it will even get there in our lifetime. Um, but I don't get it. Like, why? What is there a chip for? They're like the chip can do things before, like your brain thinks it, and then you do it. I was like, but that's what you do anyway. Yeah. Like, what is it doing? I don't get what it's doing. That isn't what a normal brain. That's different than what a normal brain does. Like brain response time. I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't think he knows either. It's just a so money grab. Is it going to be eventually be where like your phone is like built into your body or something? Probably. Ugh, yeah. God. But why? I mean, like, yeah. I mean, um, I mean, it's like uh, I, I, I'm fine with it being on the outside. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want like a chip. I don't want like there, a microchip. There is an HBO series. I think it was it just ran for a season or two called Years and Years. And it just sort of um it takes place in England and um it just talks about like the future over like the next twenty years and you slowly see how things like unfold. Oh, and God. they do you do sort of see a version of this where this girl um or like um has like the is converted to a neuralink. And like has the phone like built into her body, and she's just she, she has like a she has like a conversation with mom. She's like, okay, call me, and then she like taps a like place on her palm, and she like answers. It's like really freaky. Oh <laughs> no! Yeah, and this is why Charlie Brooker, who does Black Mirror, said, yeah, that's why I'm not doing them anymore because it's already fucking happening. <laughs> Yeah. All the crazy weird <laughs> shit that I came up with with like, this would never happen. Let's implant like a contact that makes you relive memories whenever you want. And they're, he's like, fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, like the Neuralink is easily could have been a Black Mirror episode. A, a lot of things that have yeah. happened. So I think he's like, uh, I think I'm predicting things and I think I'm giving people way too close of an idea on how you could do this. So I'm yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> Basically out here. Like, don't blame me. <laughs> it's too much it's Ugh. it's entirely too much but let's move on to behind the scenes unless you have anything else no nope, i'm ready um oh another movie that i can uh that also reminded me of this was nightcrawler mm. um the one with jake gyllenhaal granted he's like a sociopathic uh like nighttime journalist but he also is kind of oddly non-sexually aroused by car accidents oh, because of the coverage that he gets and the bloodier the better because then the news stations buy it so it, it also felt like a similar vein like a similar vibe. i've heard really good things about that movie but i've ne never seen it oh it's incredible it's one of Thanks. one of my top movies that have come out in the last like 10 years Oh, okay. Or maybe 15. I think it's 2014. I saw it in the theater when I lived in LA. It was really good. It's really cool. Okay, cool. Um, okay, so behind the scenes, did you get anything cool? Yes, I did. Um, Rotten, Tomato um, Rotten Tomatoes critics give this movie 63%. I kind of low. A 61. I personally would have given this movie like a C plus. So. I would have given it the 70s. I'm surprised uh, yeah. it got in the 60s, yeah. Um... 
So apparently in the novel, um, Vaughn's like main goal, like I think I think instead of working on like the Mansfield crash as we saw, his mm-hmm. like the big thing he wanted to work towards was he wanted to crash his car into Elizabeth Taylor's limo and kill her. <laughs> so Shit. um and I was like I was like, darling, you, you can't do that. Um Mm-mm-mm. so um I um I found out the word for people who are sexually aroused by staging or watching disasters such as traffic collisions is Ooh. called symphorophilia. And that okay. led sort of led me down a rabbit hole. Um <gasps> Ooh, so, what'd you find out? So apparently a a cra- a cro a crotomophilia. Mm-hmm. Um, is uh people who are turned on by amputees? Oh wow! Okay, and also there's sort of an inverse where people who are born with all of their limbs. It's I think it's sort of um it's sort of like a sort of like being transgender, but they sort of fantasize about being yes. an being an amputee. Um, did you did you ever watch Nip Tuck? Did you no. remember that episode? No. Oh. You, have you ever watched the show? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. There's an episode in, like, one of the early seasons, like, one or two, where this guy comes to Dr. Troy and Dr. McNamara, and he wants his leg severed. Whoa, and really? It's, it's, yeah, and it's exactly this. It's exactly, like, they are, like, uh, you know, we're confused, like, what's the deal? And he's, like, I, I, it's the same thing. Like, he's, like, I, I'm it's very much like being transgender. He's, like, I feel like I have this extra part of me. I feel yeah. like this should not have been born with me. And they say no. They're, like, we can't in good conscience do this because your leg is perfectly fine. And it actually mm-hmm. works. And this is your blood flow. This is your circulation. Like, we, we can't just do that. You know, we that's not the reason. And he essentially says, like, I'm going to do this like with or without you and he ends up there's a support group for people like this and he ends up doing it like he he ends up uh putting his leg into like this giant glass case full of like uh liquid nitrogen and like ice and he essentially like freezes it and then once he freezes it he like slices it off oh because it ends up becoming like chicken like boiled chicken it was Uh wild they ended up having to save him and then i think when he, I mean, I'm telling you the whole episode, but it's worth watching. But okay. when I think he, I think he like the person that was doing it with him, he had like a person doing it with him. They, something happened and they had to call the the hospital. They go to the hospital and they're like, we can save it. We, we can save his, his uh, leg, his leg. He's like kind of in and out of consciousness. And then you see Dr. Troy or McNamara, one of them come and they're like, he's our patient. And then he, he turns to them before they go into the operating room. And he's like, I'm just going to do it again. And he like literally keeps doing it. Like it's a compulsion that he has to not have that, like his calf, like his lower leg. It's really insane. But another reason why I love Nip Talk is they they just touched on so many different things I'd never heard of. I'd never heard of that. That was like 2004 or something like that. So yeah, I can, I can see that. Um, Okay. So fictophilia are people who are turned on by fictional characters Oh, that's all of us. I mean, Shit. What the fuck? Um, um, apparently, um, I, um, I once heard about this uh, magazine from the 70s, like sort of a kink magazine called Knocked Up and Gun-Toting. Um, what? A real one? 
Yeah, and apparently it's just like a bunch of pictures of pregnant w- w- women with guns. What? Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but apparently people who are turned on by guns are called hopelophiliacs. Um, I love that mm-hmm. hope is in there somehow. <laughs> yeah. So strange. <laughs> um, Hopelophiliacs, okay. M- metrophilia are people who are turned on by poetry. Um, okay, that's um, like most people, if it's decent. Toxophilia are people who are turned on by archery. Um, archery? Ar- yeah, like bows and arrows. Bows and arrows? <laughs> yeah. I can see it. And it perhaps I see the vision. And perhaps the one that applies most to you and me is called hybristophilia, people who are attracted to um, criminals or dangerous people, (laughs) i.e. Josh Hartnett in the faculty. (laughs) Zeke forever. He literally saved everyone, though. I know, I know. (laughs) If you weren't doing the speed, then you weren't going to live. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, Usher's in that movie and he's performing at the Super Bowl today. <laughs> he is, he is. Funny, that, it's so um, funny. That scene when they're all in Zeke's lap and they're like snorting like the meth out of the pens is just like <laughs> cracks me up every time. Well, he's like, take it. And he has his glasses on and he looks super hot when he, Zeke pulls out his like reading glasses when he's yeah. like here to really tell you what's up. Yeah, that's true. Oh, um, Josh Hartnett. We're not even talking about the fact that Josh Hartnett's in Oppenheimer. I love how he's been totally taken out of the race. I would have given him a supporting Oscar nod because, goddamn, I want to see him on that Oscars red carpet. I mean, he's overdue. At this point, he's probably going to be like a Christopher Plummer and finally get his Oscar sometime in like his late 70s, early 80s, um, which I am all for. I hope. Um, (laughs) um, So I I just have a couple of quotes from the author. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. One is, uh, throughout Crash, I used the car not only as a sexual image, but as a total m- m- metaphor for man's life in today's society. Um, I was like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, Especially, and, um, what's the first thing you think of when men have a midlife crisis is they buy a fast car. Yeah, yeah, They buy totally. a smaller, faster car. Um... I, you know, for once, I think it would just be re- refreshing if a man who was going through a midlife crisis just bought, like, a Volkswagen van, you know? Like... <laughs> Simplified. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, and um, also, one of the things that, um, um, is that he said this movie is actually better than my book. Um, wow. He said, he said it, it goes further, and it's m- much more powerful and more dynamic. Um, and, um, then there's just a quick, a like brief quote from a critic that I thought was interesting where, um, I, I I sort of imagine it being like, you know, um, you know, someone from New York and, you know, she's just like, this movie is just a bunch of sex scenes without a plot. And, um, and, and then David Cronenberg replied, well, that's okay. Why can't it be? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and I was like, you know what? You make a fair point, sir. So that critic can, can go fuck herself. Like, this is how I feel about, especially, like, if we're talking about putting sex scenes back in films, like, this is when it should be. This is yeah. when I feel like every single sex scene is completely warranted. And I'm so glad there was no, like, incredibly, like, violent or 
like unnerving like criminal type of sex scene mm-hmm. uh, where anything is like i mean granted there was a little bit of like that pansy bit when he's in the car what's his face vaughn is uh oh, right. with his wife like that one was i was a little uh, with that one especially when you see the bruise it's like the shape of his hand yeah like, later that one was a yeah. little yeah but but it but it made sense in the story like it wasn't mm-hmm. like some like out of the nowhere like what was that like that didn't have to be like that so i feel like if it's gonna happen i feel like that's that's how this movie is like how would why would you take it out that's what this movie is i mean yeah we can't just have people like wandering around and you're not seeing anything and they're just emoting in a different way i i mean i really liked this i feel like it's i like weird shit anyway so like the weirder the better and i think i mean i I, yeah i think it worked i mean it was cool though it was really cool yeah i thought it worked um cool any more behind the scenes uh no that is it for me okay so budget for this is nine million dollars that's pretty healthy i think for 96 uh this apparently made 23.2 million so there are a lot of horny mofos uh going to the movies (laughs) So yeah, IMDb gives it a 6.4 out of 10. This seems to be the consensus is that this movie is in the 60s or like the sixes, which is strange. Um, Another good silver lining is Letterboxd, which is my new go-to in giving you Letterboxd numbers is 3.7 out of 5. So let your freak flag fly, Letterboxd. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I only have like two small things and then I have some funny Letterboxd reviews that I want to read out. Okay. in the book, this takes place in London, but in the film, it's Toronto. Okay. So I thought that was different. I I would totally be up for a reimagining of this film in London. Yeah. Because just the way that London is structured as far as, like, streets, I would be interested to see this film on a more, like, uh, urban setting. Even, like, New York City, where, yeah. like, the, the crashes would have to be, like, way more compact and, and intense and mm-hmm. not as many... Uh, you know like wide highways like you saw in this one like it was just it was like a massive highway or even in another country i'd be interested to see like a reinterpretation um let's see now this is not confirmed but i was reading an article in days the fashion magazine that the givenchy show of spring summer 14 i'll post a a clip of the actual uh set is that the show was done in like a circular kind of arena but in the middle a bunch of i think old mercedes or maybe some old bmws all colliding into like a car crash like in the middle and then all the models were kind of walking around it so it it wasn't saying that it was inspired by this film but even the way that the clothes were like the clothes were very very tight like you could see every part of the body somebody kind of put them together that maybe this was a reference maybe not but it reminded them of this so i thought that yeah. was kind of interesting in that way um so yeah that was really cool so letterbox which is now my new favorite place to read reviews because they are all like so sarcastic and dry and just funny and they're Mm -hmm. basically like one sentence rarely are they ever like about the film i mean there are but there's so many that are so funny (laughs) so i feel like when i don't have much to talk about for behind the scenes i really enjoy reading (laughs) these letterbox uh, (laughs) reviews so here are a few that are really good this one's done by Amanda with a frowny face after it. <laughs> the th- four and a half stars. She gives Crash. 
vanilla sex is too boring. The only way I can come is to be hit by a bus. <laughs> That's one. Um, someone said, I, uh, Blaine LaMota gave it five stars and says, I still think this needed more sex and violent car crashes. Cronenberg is such a prude. Um, uh, four stars by Gal Pacino. <laughs> Great name. Um, watch this in the living room, and now all my roommates think I want to reshape malleable human body through the immortal steeliness of technology by doinking my car. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, four and a half stars by John. I knew this was, I was too far gone, but I thought some of this was hot. <laughs> um karst four and a half stars the idea of a destroyed tesla does sound pretty hot (laughs) um four and a half stars by alexi toliopos huge motivation for me to finally get my license (laughs) um let's see uh five stars by groove man i still smile at the thought of at least a few poor bastards who rented this by accident thinking it was that lame paul haggis oscar shit and became (laughs) scarred for life (laughs) oh god um let's see uh my last one that was good i mean there's so many um it's just kind of nuts like four stars by sydney hey are you guys okay i saw your car go off the oh jesus what the fuck (laughs) so yeah um another one that's really good neil Bahudur, five stars, the true subconscious of every Canadian. <laughs> so yeah, I thought uh I thought those were pretty good. They're there's so, there are just so many great ones. Like they're just so many great ones. Like, yeah, it, it's so good. It's so so good. So yeah, that's uh that's my consensus. So uh, let's move on to Fashion. Cool. Denise Cronenberg did the costume design that was David Cronenberg's sister. She's since okay. passed away. Oh. Um did you have any notes on any of the fashion? I did. Um I like James Spader's crash outfit, the well, the first one. Um, oh, he's so hot. <laughs> he's pretty hot. I'm like really um, into him. It's a problem I, now. <laughs> I uh, noticed there was like a lot of black and like uh, everything was like very kind of flowy, mm-hmm. um, and it, it just looked very like comfortable and airy, and um, it just um, looked like a good outfit to um, to to get it in a head-on c- c- collision with. So um, <laughs> like, I mean, um, yeah. <clears throat> I also really liked uh, Catherine's outfit when she's in when she's visiting him in the hospital. Um, I, think I love her... that hospital with the purple like drapes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Um, and I'm trying to think. Um, I also um, I okay. I also love the um, when we see Holly Hunter in the hospital again, and it looks like she was wearing kind of like a burgundy robe. Yeah. Um, and then I also love when um, her and uh, um, James meet again at the police in- impound lot. She's wearing that like white o- yeah. overcoat or something or dress. Um, and then I also really liked Rosanna Arquette's bondage kind of you know um, you know like a uh, brace you know like you know metallic boob thing. Um, yeah. Um, it uh, and um, that scene where they go to the car dealer is so uncomfortable to watch. Oh <laughs> like, lord! Good god! <laughs> it really was. 
Um, but, um, you know, I've, um, you know, um, you know, it just means that maybe my, um, uh, my experience of life is very limited and I should start to try and, um, do things to other people's scars. So, um, (laughs) I mean, if they want you to, (laughs) I guess, you know, like it takes all kinds to make a world, you know, honestly, Um, it really does. That said, I am all for bringing sex shaming back. (laughs) So yeah, let's, I mean, the thing is, is let's have some shame unless it's needed for the role. (laughs) Yeah. Like I feel like if we can, if we can somehow make it possible, like if you really want to be one of those like pervy directors, then like just make a film that sex is required in the story. Yeah. And then you're fine, but don't add bullshit in just because you want to add it in. It has nothing to do with anything. I'm looking at you, Sam Levinson or euphoria. (laughs) Like we get it, but it doesn't need to happen because you want it to happen in the story. Yeah. But it's just like, this this movie also feels very like part of that mid 90s like minimalism thing that was happening where uh Gwyneth Paltrow was a big uh kind of forefront icon of that like in 7 the clothes that she has in 7 the clothes mm-hmm. she has in great expectations very like Calvin Klein but then also like just a minimal vibe but I love the trench coats that feel 80s but they don't have the big shoulder pads so it still brings it kind of 90s but it's a little more fitted but it has a really cool I don't know just like I love that uh James has a really cool like a tweed blazer that's oversized but then he has a pullover that's a strange like thrift store kind of knit Oh yeah. I was like, what? I was like, yeah, that's I like cool. That. Yeah, that was really cool. And then of course all of the outfits that Vaughn wears, I think are kind of cool. Like he reminds me of like a character in Taxi Driver. Mm-hmm. Like just someone that you would see on the street or, or someone that you would meet in like Times Square in like 1989 who's like he, maybe trying to sell you something. He looks so much like Christopher Maloney. It's like kind of freaky. <sighs> I would have loved him to be in this. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he about to do Oz at this point? I believe Oz so. was like 97. Yeah. Oof. Um, I love you know, me some Elliot Stabler. <laughs> there's a, there's a scene in the Oz that he's like kind of famous for. And it's where he like lures a guy into a closet and lets him, um, you know, Uh-oh. fillet him. And then in mm-hmm. the middle of that, he, he like, he, <laughs> and then in the middle of that, he like breaks his neck. <gasps> so, yeah like disturbing behavior yeah yeah <laughs> the very beginning of disturbing behavior <laughs> shit man oh good old chris kelly isn't his name chris kelly uh keller i, th- I think it's keller keller yeah you're right yeah. it's keller it was close um i still haven't finished that show because it was like too much I, I think mean, I got to like season four, but I do need to finish it though. It's a I, great I mean, show. I, I, th- I think season four is when it kind of like hits. It's when it's at its back. When the when the, when it's at its like best, and then it, I feel like it goes a little off the rails at at that point. But oh, okay. okay. Um, oh, I mean, speaking you know. of off the rails, <laughs> I'm watching Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> um, starting with season sixteen, Micronesia. For anyone out there who is. A Survivor fan, which there are probably a lot of you, because it's just in sheer numbers. I mean, lots of people watch Survivor. So I'm kind of into it. I kind of like how they kind of see the showmances and they're like, pick one of them out. (laughs) They're going to be like, I was like, yeah, this is dumb for them to like start doing this early. But then I can see it as more of a psychological tactic. 
Like, mm-hmm. it's more of, like, I just need to, like, have this person believe that I really like them. That way I can, like, have them on my team or use them as a sacrificial lamb later. Yeah. Well, showmances on Survivor are pretty rare for the most part. Like, it's not the norm. Um, oh. Just just because there was a, sh- a showmance back in All-Stars that basically made it all the way to the end. So, since then, whenever a showmance pops up, it's, it's like, snuffed out pr- pr- pretty quickly. Um, and it's interesting that for now it's happening in the fan, no, the favorites tribe. So there are people who've already been on Survivor. Yeah, yeah. It, it, so it's like these these people could both be doing it for the same reason that you just don't know why they're yeah. doing it. Like they could be doing it in the open because they want you to know, and then they want mm-hmm. you to use that to like knock someone out or whatever it is. But I don't know. I find it. I'm interested, and it's yeah, like the I challenge. Mean, it's like watching the yeah. challenge, but they're on a an island instead. Yeah. Um... I um do you have a favorite who you're rooting for? A favorite that I'm rooting for. Now I already know who wins because I'm watching the traders and there's several people on I'm not gonna say it out loud just in case people okay. here haven't seen it, but um a favorite that I have on the favorite side, I I like Sari. Okay. I think I think she's cool. Um on the fan side, I don't like the firefighter guy. Oh, uh Joel. Joel okay yeah I don't really like him he's very like I'm I'm the captain now <laughs> like he, yeah <laughs> he's like trying to take control like pretty early he reminds me of Jamie from the real world New Orleans I think oh, it's the yeah. chin I think it's yeah. like the chin that's all but I think he'd be really good for future challenges because he's like a bigger guy yeah um but yeah I, I'm uh, not a fan of him from the fans tribe, keep your eye on Nat- Natalie. She is like very quiet for the first few episodes, but she has a um. She comes out in a blaze of glory at, at some point. And Eliza, they were trying to get out. Yeah, yeah. But they they didn't. Yeah, they ended up going first. <laughs> Eliza is fantastic. I like love her. She's so been much. on before, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, she's a favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm actually I'm actually getting into it. I'm kind of excited. Johnny Fairplay go, going out early. I was confused because I I'd never seen his season, but I knew of him because he was on reality TV in like the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So I knew who he was, but I was kind of surprised that he was like out so early. I was like, "Really?" Yeah, well, I think the story we're given on the show is that like he wants to be with his like pregnant girlfriend, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's what actually happened. So. Yeah, it seemed very odd. So that that was kind of a strange. This a similar thing happens to this season of the Traders. I won't say who it is, but somebody gets illuminated very fast. That I was like, huh? They're like a yeah. big player. Like, why would they go out really early? So I was kind of shocked about that. But yes, I will keep people updated on my survivor progress. But so far, I'm two episodes in. And yeah, it's kind of cool. I, I want to get to the ends where, because the bits that you've showed me where people say like, I'm voting for you and you're horrible. Yeah. Like, no one's done that so far. So that might, is that when everyone's all in one tribe? I mean, they kind of do it throughout the, the like whole show. Oh, so, okay. I mean, no one's really know, done like, that yet. I guess like, nothing I mean, crazy has happened. If you're still in season two, then things are, things haven't gotten like super contentious yet. But um, you once know, it gets like, going, like further on, yeah, yeah, like once you know, um, you know, once like people start to build some animosity towards each other, and then you know, you know, they have like a tribe swap where they kind of mix things up, and then mm-hmm. when things really get going is when they have like the merge, when they all merge into like one tribe, and that's oh. when the and that's when instead of being like a team game where you're trying to win challenges as a team, you're trying to win challenges just for yourself. 
So oh, that's when things shit. like tend to heat up. Yeah. I love that Joel was like yelling at Kathy because she was like, I'm tired. You know, I didn't have any shelter. And then they're like, last night, I love the like uh, survivor uh, voiceover. They're like, last night, the fans tribe had a hard time putting up shelter. And they show this like torrential rainstorm and like the entire roof of the whole shelter like collapsing on everyone while they're asleep. And they're like, fuck. (laughs) Kathy's like, I didn't sleep at all last night. Joel is just like, shut the fuck up, Kathy. Why don't you do some work instead of running your mouth all the time? I was like, oh, shit. I was like, this is episode two. These people are gonna like hate each other. I would not last like two hours on this whole show. And I can't imagine. And some people are like, I love how the favorites were like, Oh yeah, we're ready for this challenge, Jeff. You know, we have our bellies full, we drink lots of water, we've got shelter already. How are you guys doing? You see the, fan, the fans are like, yeah, I guess we'll just like the first challenge. Yeah, I guess, you know, we're kind of hungry, but like, we're going to win this. And then they did. Like, they did end up winning. And I was like, maybe you all were too full, full of whatever the fuck you were eating. They were like starving and hungry. And yeah, it was, it was, it's a, it's a ride. It's yeah. Kind, it's kind of a ride. I'm yeah. excited. So like, you may have awoken to like a monster now because there's like 80 seasons of Survivor yeah. or whatever. So there, there's a lot um let's see back to fashion aside from that pullover sweater let's see the white trench we mentioned on the doctor i love those purple leather gloves that she has that when she puts her hand on his hand on the steering wheel and she has the cigarette oh i love that she's always holding the cigarette too yeah like even when she's like trying to maneuver and get her clothes off she like has her cigarette (laughs) she's like she's like hey hey." (laughs) so i have my lit cigarette that was pretty good. Um, I do also like the purple lame coat on that like sex worker that they picked up. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was really cool. It was like a bright jacket. And how did he like tell her that's what he wanted her to do? Like, hey, I, we're into car accidents, so just. I like... mean, I mean, you know, I mean, he. Uh, I think he just has a way about him. He probably you know? does. And then you know, um, he's you know just the back seat of a car. You know, drive fast, speed turns me on. You know, I mean, it is a big car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it is. Not, I was thinking about the ball rats quote that Ben Affleck gives, where he's like, "Yeah, they tried to have, he tried to have sex with me in some place really uncomfortable, <gasps> like the back of a Volkswagen." <laughs> like that it was a big ass lincoln continental from like the 60s that's a literal bed on wheels which i think uh is her name not cynthia what's his wife's name Catherine. Catherine. when Catherine and and, uh do love that some of her like dirty talk is like describe the car to me describe (laughs) describe like what the back seat of it looks like what is it a lincoln oh yeah okay like um what about his penis did you see his penis i love that he immediately wasn't like huh <laughs> like yeah wait what he was like yeah i'm going with it i'm here <laughs> like, yeah. i was like that's when i was like okay finally when they got to that point in the story i was like all right finally they hook up clearly he's not at all like you know this isn't like you know not turn him on in any way so clearly he's gonna like go for it and I wondered yeah. if he would, since that was one of her, like, turn-on moments that he wasn't like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, yeah. this is Cronenberg. That wouldn't happen. There wouldn't be a, I, like, um, huh? <laughs> I did also like that scene where she was just, like, reading the accent report to him while jerking him, him off. Oh, yeah. Like, Glass like, shards everywhere. The, Pieces the, of the, plastic. The internal happened was deformed. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> the steering column was 
broken in half. <laughs> the the rating is punctured. Then he's like, stop, stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he like grabs her hand away. He's like, no, not here. I'm like, this is an odd place. I was like, <laughs> where else? You're you're alone. <laughs> like... Yeah, that's true. You're in this massive room with like eight beds, but with purple curtains that looks kind of like the Heaven's Gate organization. But somehow you're here. Also, medical tattoos. I had a big thing about that. I was like, what is this? Like, um, Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, is this a thing? Like, are there tattoo artists in medical, I mean, like, in hospitals? I mean, I've heard of, like, tattoo artists who do, like, reconstruction tattoos, like, for people who have had, like, mastectomies and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, but this wasn't that. Yeah, this was, this was, this was, I don't know what this was, but this was something else. <laughs> yeah, this was most definitely something else. Like, a wild fucking story like a wild fucking story um let's see so any more fashion i mean it was kind of minimal fashion but it was it was very cool very like yeah. noir noir I mean, it, spy thriller i mean it, it 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 was all about the vehicular carnage you know which was which was like the real star of the show um it's so. true there was some oh uh what's her name rosanna arquette under that brace thing she has this cool like lace outfit there is some lace that goes on. She has a lace long sleeve shirt on. And at the end, Catherine in that accident, she has like a brown lace. It's like a brown yeah, lavender right. kind of lace. So that's another like interesting kind of see-through. But it was very like normcore. Mm. Like if people know what that normcore thing is, it's very much like average workwear, kind of sort of 80s. I do like Holly Hunter's like bras. Yeah. Like she had like a really cool like dark purple satin one that was really neat and it just really went with her outfit and the fact that her um also the fact that Catherine had on a white bra and then she had on like white garters which is always different you always see black so mm-hmm. i kind of like that it was white that was a different contrast that you don't yeah. usually see maybe in the 90s it was more prevalent but i like that it was white instead of black which you usually always see like black lingerie so that was pretty cool Rosanna Arquette's outfit sort of reminded me, reminded me of this like season of Project Runway where they had to create um like functional wrestling outfits for female wrestlers and I think like, I think this was in season five and um there was one wrestler who had an outfit exactly like this that was sort of a mix of like leather and lace um oh, and cool. it um then of course i got that in my head and then i started singing singing about the cb nick song you know like hooked for forever ever face to face um you know anyway but um <laughs> <laughs> but you know just you know cb nicks has a song called leather and lace um but um so anyway that, that just like sent me down a like whole a like whole you know trail but yeah i mean there's lots of leather in this film too there is lots of leather and stroking like metal crushed car parts and like almost when he strokes the side of that car when he was like vaughn did this when like Catherine's car is like banged <laughs> yeah. in and and then it also reminds me of, like the same way that he stroked uh her scar mm-hmm. her scar is like the exact uh almost like shape you know like straight like that i don't know why people thought this was like controversial in like I don't I feel like it's the opposite of controversial in that the fact that it's like someone who is aroused by that when it's not like they're saying that they don't like this. Yeah. I feel like it would be controversial if it was seen as quote unquote horror as in something to be afraid of. 
but i yeah. feel like it's the opposite like this is embracing those things that you this is like a, a subculture of society that embraces what people would think is like deformed or uh that you would think of to be like undesirable but it actually is desirable in this case so mm-hmm. i don't think it's the way that people had problems with it granted this is 96 i mean our we were not as like you know don't yuck someone's yums as we are now you know yeah. like it was very mainstream where this is like oh this is weird like if you like this you're into weird shit but see now everything is so niche and everything is so micro down to every little specific thing you like that I'm like, oh yeah, I could see this being a thing. But in the nineties, I can see people being like, no, this is too fucking wild. Like, yeah, this is too much. We, we can't allow people to see this, but who knows? Okay. Music. I mean, Howard Shore does the score. What did you think about the score? I thought it was good. Um, I thought this would be a good score for someone to skate to in the Olympics. It would, yeah. Um, um, unfortunately, in the Olympics, they have this thing where they allow lyrics now, which I do not care for. Um, you don't have to, though. Yeah, you don't have to, but a lot of people do. And everyone Why? skates to, like, I don't know, everyone skates to, like, Coldplay and, oh, you know, Jesus. like, like, you know, and, like, that disturbed, you know, like, co- cover of, you know, parsley sage rosemary and thyme oh really yeah it's really it's just i'm just like oh jeez. i was this is what we're we're doing you finally get to skate to lyrics and this is what you choose anyway like you should choose gypsy from fleetwood mac yeah (laughs) you should you should like choose the you should choose like the theme song to like charlie brown (laughs) you know oh yeah that would be cute do 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 that would be pretty cool actually yeah yeah i thought of this i really love the fact that I really like the sound that we did get. I my uh description was that it feels like an 80s synth paranormal horror in in a weird way and I did like that when we didn't have any we had so much of no score. Mm-hmm. And I love that there was such a minimal script. Like it yeah. was basically like you're just watching this and so many times you didn't even realize there was no music. At least for yeah. me. I was like, oh shit, there's no music here. And it wasn't, I feel like in so many films, I'm always wanting there to be a soundtrack. I just always want there to be music playing all the time. Like, why was there no music? But in this one, I I kind of love like the silence in all of these really, I don't know, these really like kind of complicated and really interesting scenes that would not distract you. Like this is fully, you are in this. You're supposed to be paying attention to every aspect and every sound within what's happening especially like crash sounds yeah that's another thing when you're in a car accident is you have this very specific uh memory of the sound of metal crunching and Mm. crashing it's a very specific sound that you you don't hear often if ever because it's you know you don't hear a sound like that so yeah it's it's a very distinct sound and i think that probably uh had to do with it too was that you didn't have distraction in music when this is a kind of a serious and and different world it could have even been like a different planet even yeah just seems very you know out there yeah i liked it i thought it was cool okay favorite scenes and lines i don't have that many quotes i mean i have a few but do you have any uh standout scenes um 
I love. There's there's no scene in this movie that I really like loved, um, but there were parts that I I enjoyed. <laughs> like, okay. Um, I um thought the first I, I um I I thought the first accent that he gets into like the first one that's like genuine genuinely like an accent I just thought was done really well, um, and um that I just, was like, intense. Yeah, yeah, and like um it's uh it I like how they didn't like um they didn't like soften the blow they like make it as like raw and you know like visceral visceral as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, just that, uh, just that scene of him and Holly Hunter just kind of staring each, each other down afterwards is just, like, so haunting to me. Um. Like, in the, uh, hallway? Um, both, both in the hallway and, like, after the actual accident when they're both still in the car. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right, when she, like, he sees her. Doesn't she, like, pull her tit out? Yeah. Yeah, that's what he yeah. sees. He's like, "Huh, <laughs> what's happening here?" Um, I really liked um when, when um I was a little confused about where Vaughn came from because d- is does Vaughn just like hang out around the hospital trying to befriend like accident victims? Like, yes, I think okay. <laughs> I think that's basically it, right? Okay, because I, I was a little confused about where like he came from. Um, but I feel cause... like he like like probably has a police scanner at this point and knows when there's a bad accident yeah. and then just like goes to wherever the accident is and goes to the nearest hospital. Cause like weren't, weren't like him and Catherine like friends like before this or something or was, was I, that just, there was like a, I thought there was a vibe that they knew each other, but I wasn't sure. Okay. So that's not hundred percent sure. She has sex with at the airplane hangar. That's a different guy. No, that's a different guy. It is. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we meet the other guy for the first time. Because remember, she kind of like mentions him. Like, I bet he smells really bad. I bet yeah, he's like, like okay. she she doesn't know him. I think like that because she would have known. She wouldn't have been like acting like she didn't know him. I'm um, pretty sure. So I really like the whole James Dean li- li- little bastard recreation. I thought that was kind yeah. of cool. It um, was really crazy. I was gonna say there are a lot of. I mean, this isn't like a what is your favorite because that's gruesome, but. Do you are there any standout car accidents that you like remember like famous ones like James Dean famously died in a car accident um I'm so to did think. Princess Diana Yeah I believe Grace Kelly did she yes. die in a car accident too Uh we have Paul Walker Jane Mansfield they mentioned apparently Jane Mansfield was not decapitated which was originally uh, reported oh, Okay Um there've been a few uh celebrities like Ryan Dunn uh, mm-hmm. From Viva La Bam, I think he died in a car accident, and Anne Heche recently had that car accident. Yeah, that's right. Um, um, oh, um, Anton Yelchin. Although I guess that's I don't know oh, if that counts. Oh yeah, no, that counts. I mean, that was oh god, so tragic, mm-hmm. so tragic. And then we've had other ones that have been car accidents where people have lived, but they've been really bad. Like Tiger Woods had a really bad one, I think, yeah. uh, not too long ago. And uh, what's his name, Tracy Morgan. Mm-hmm. I think he was hit by like a tractor trailer, like a big car. Oh, and I geez. think uh, some other people, yeah, there have been some really bad ones. But I also, I think, didn't Michael Phelps have a car accident? I don't know. I can't remember. I feel like he may have. I think there was something with the car accident, yeah. I just remember Paul Walker. Yeah, yeah. That was a big one, like a recent one. 
it's sad. Um, yeah. Any other ones? So I love the scene when Helen and um, James meet again at the impound lot, and they actually like talk for the first time, mm-hmm. um, and that like leads to the like shit show that we're like about to see, where they end up go driving together, and they almost get into an accident, and then she's like, "Pull over." <laughs> I know. know. I wrote, wait, a car sig lighter. Ah, the memories. And then I wrote, OMG, another accident? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like, he, like, ran them. I was like, okay, this is a bit much because you you definitely have a weird sensation driving after you've recently had an accident. And doesn't he mention, he's like, that's the thing. I love to drive still. <laughs> she was like, how can you get in a car? I haven't been able to drive since. He's like, that's the thing. I love being in a car still. I was like, I get this. I get this. <laughs> like, nothing would deter me, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Mm-hmm. Uh, what What about you? Well, let's see. Uh, one of my first quote here is when he gets, when uh, James gets back from the hospital and he wants to i think uh, Catherine says like oh you know are you gonna go out well you should stay on the balcony and he's like i have to get off this balcony i'm beginning to feel like a potted plant (laughs) kind of like that um let's see the i was like the james dean car crash reenactment i was like that was rated question mark exclamation point (laughs) like (laughs) this is weird i was like this is so crazy the scene where they're all watching that crash porn and like holly goes up and she's like rewind it (laughs) like and i think it's like a swedish uh i think it's like a swedish video of them describing like crash test dummies Uh and like watching like crash test dummies and watching them crash i was like okay this was a little odd like them being all like watching this all together like six of them in a room just watching these car accidents and her being like stop rewind it yes (laughs) she's Throughout this movie, there are also multiple references to, like, oh, traffic's really light today, you know? (laughs) All the time. I was like, how is this not L.A.? Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, don't you notice there's more traffic now? I was like, huh? I was (laughs) was like, like, this is weird. (laughs) I also love, uh, uh, I forgot her first name. She's like Dr. Remington, but it's Holly. She says, it's all very satisfying, and I'm not sure I understand why. I was like, I don't either. Yeah, um, maybe that's... you should see a therapist about that. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I th- I would have liked if there was a B plot line of like all of them going to like therapy and then somehow pulling the therapist into like this. Just to get into it. Um, let's see. I wrote passing by an accident on the highway. That part where they like pass by this accident on the highway and they stop and they do record it and do a photo shoot. Yeah, I was like, and then I that's don't... when I brought it back to top model because I'm pretty sure Tyra did this. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't think they let you do that. <laughs> like... They definitely don't, and it definitely felt like I was like, this feels like nowadays. Like the yeah. way that he, the way that that was staged, and the way that, and it was like people that they knew because they mm-hmm. were like trying to do the Jane Mansfield car accident. Like they were trying to, re- like the fact that the the part where it really veered from like a sexual compulsion or like a kink or whatever into uh like these people are trying to now die in the same way that these accidents were done and they're trying to like replicate them for like 
crime scene purposes mm-hmm. and like kind of getting aroused by the crime scene photos i thought it was like another like odd take but when these people were trying to do like the jane mansfield crash and they were going by it like oh they were trying to flip the car this way so that this happened i was like oh god but then the photo shoot and i was like this tyra did this and yeah. this reminds me also the way that he had his camera and he was documenting like all of this uh like really inappropriate shit that reminded me of nightcrawler that's almost exactly the way nightcrawler is filmed it's all at night i definitely suggest you watch it and versus if anyone else hasn't that's where i first saw um oh god what's his name oh riz ahmed Mm -hmm. it's basically riz ahmed renee russo and jake gyllenhaal i personally think jake gyllenhaal should have been nominated for an oscar for that role it was probably one of the best ones that he's done he lost a lot of weight for it and he Mm -hmm. has like a very like a very interesting oh bill paxton's in it too he has a very interesting demeanor that i feel like you've never seen with okay. him before so i definitely suggest it but um but there is that scene where where you see vaughn with his with his camera and he's going around the accent it's very much like a, a lot of the scenes in nightcrawler but when he goes and takes photos of her that really reminds me of replace that camera with a phone and it's the same thing like yeah. people would do that now with social media they would do it and post it on tiktok and the thing is this actually would be i don't really advocate for remakes because i think it's kind of silly when there's a lot of great source material out there but i would actually advocate for or i'd be interested in a remake that involves like the digital space because i feel yeah. like you would meet these people in like a weird digital way and then somehow bring that into reality or people could create these kind of crashes through like ai or through mm-hmm. a virtual reality simulation, even yeah. where it becomes less um, invasive, and then I think if they do it through an AI or through virtual reality, then I feel like the film, the next act of the film, could be like to step it up to reality, and then that be would... like, "That's not enough for us to get off. We need to like actually do this." And then it ends up becoming like a weird thing. So, sorry yeah. if anyone out there's a writer, write that shit. I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, that could be cool. Yeah, like I want to see a digital kind of like in the era of now it could even be a black mirror episode i don't know they, they might have already done that I, it sounds like <laughs> a black mirror episode now that i think about it but but that would be cool I'd, I'd be down for that and the fact that it's not an original story as in it came from a book i feel a little less bad about saying but if it was like an original story that someone wrote and directed like completely from scratch then i don't want that redone but if it has source material i'm down for that to be explored yeah. and, and used so it, it would be cool if someone did yeah. something like that now even like uh i would love even like a south asian filmmaker to do it like i don't even necessarily need it to be in um english or even any other country really i don't care like anywhere really i think it'd be really cool even australia the crashes speak for themselves it's true it's (laughs) very very true um let's see what else did i have here i wrote okay um okay medical tattoos yeah i was wondering about that we talked about that i wrote ah so vaughn and ballard are finally hooking up glory b um (laughs) then i said this nighttime highway rainy chase is anxiety inducing but kind of hot too when he's chasing with vaughn and then vaughn ends up like head first into like a passenger bus yeah he's like trying to die i didn't really understand what the point that was i was like guys just stop <laughs> like they need the rush and then when I they were like so. bumping them as they were moving like i can't even imagine what that sensation is like when you're going at a high speed and you're actually like physically bumped yeah like i don't i mean there's so many different uh like crossovers between like car accidents driving into tunnels and like penetration like it all mm-hmm. makes so much sense like 
crashing into people like some cars actually like envelop the others like it it really makes a lot of sense when you think about it like as you're thinking this is also one of those films that i like too where you're thinking about it way after you've seen it yeah now i feel like i want to watch it again not right now but like later on when i I know what's going to happen and i can really like think about other things about it but i do i'm kind of becoming a little bit of a fan of cronenberg so yeah yeah he's good yeah i kind of want to see some more uh the final crash scene that we get where he's like taunting his wife and (laughs) now this is becoming like we need to do all of this to get off because this regular shit which still looks really hot for some reason is not getting them off i don't know how that's (laughs) happening but apparently it is so now we have to like up the ante and she's like the fact that she like he's bumping into her and then she like undoes the seatbelt. i was like fuck and i was like what what are you doing i was like what you're in a convertible like, yeah. <laughs> how did you not die at all or have any crazy injuries when your car ends up going off the ravine and like going off the side and he looks really shocked when he's like, oh my God. And he goes down there and goes to see if she has like a dislocated leg or a dislocated arm or something. And immediately he gets like regretful and she's like, he's like, are you okay? And she's like, I, I, I think I'm okay. I, I think I'm going to be fine. I was like, after all that, like you're gonna be fine when you weren't even thrown from the car at all you're like under it how are you not thrown from it when you didn't have a seatbelt on i oh yeah yes um i guess that their their pure sexual will just made her nice and loose and bendy you know i I mean that was i don't that was the attraction exactly because my god if you could not get more hard than your wife almost near missing a car accident he's like ready to fucking go and then of course she's like kind of crying about the whole thing and my favorite quote in the whole film is maybe the next one darling maybe the next one (laughs) which of course is gonna be the name of the episode that's the only like distinct line of the whole movie it's like him whispering in in his in her ear as they're like fucking on the side of this car accident i'm assuming before the cops get there or anyone goes to see like well like no one else stopped or seemed all that concerned about her either so no one yeah i was like (laughs) shit okay well i guess we're in the movie now i was like this is so wild but and then that's where i wrote not by the crash site now <laughs> exclamation point yeah um, then, again with the white the white garter so she's still yeah. had the white lingerie and, and then it's like credits you know? yeah <laughs> i was like oh okay i kept looking at the clock i was like and then you have like that epilogue of like well you know, like Vaughn wanted to die and wanted well, to die in this way. Vaughn finally decided to take that trip to Paris, you know, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, okay, um, you know, thank you. End scene. And yeah. I can see why people didn't like it, but I feel like just wake up, wake up. This was cool. Yeah. This was unlike anything I'd seen before. This was an erotic thriller. If I've ever seen one. I was both Absolutely. aroused and thrilled. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> that was that was good for you, David Cronenberg. Two very enthusiastic thumbs up. Fine holiday fun. <laughs> That's what I think. Um, so we're going to be doing Amadea soon. And I have no idea what else on the main feed. But in the meantime, go check out the Patreon. Blah, blah, blah. More interviews are up. Go check it out. Leave a review. All that fun stuff. And buckle your seatbelt when you drive. 
or when you ride anywhere.